Hello and welcome everyone to episode 137 of the Gaming Duo Podcast. I'm your host this week, Rob the Robot Garcia, and I'm joined by my co-host as always, Kelvin the Kevlar Vest. How are you today, sir? Doing fantastic, man. How about you? I'm doing great. Um, I just messed up a take before this, guys. I called him <laughs> Kevin. I never do that, ever. I don't think you ever have, dude, honestly. This is the first Isn't time that weird that I've never Kevin. called you Kevin? I mean, I get it all the time, but not from you. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like your stepdad calls you Kevin all the time. Just yeah, a funny yeah, thing. That's a whole different story, yeah. <laughs> Did you ever try to correct your your stepdad from oh, like... Oh, 100%. Her, he'd be like, like, dude, my name is Kelvin, by the way. It's not <laughs> Kevin. And he's he, he's a special kind of um, yeah, yeah, yeah. person. It's, so, it's a stu- yeah. Stubborn is a good way to put it. Right? Yeah, yeah, stubborn. Yeah, there, yeah. You there you go. There you go. Um, Guys, if you're just joining us for the first time, we are the podcast that brings you heated discussions about the gaming industry and bring you some of the happenings that's happening in the, the industry. So the, giving you the gaming news. Kelvin, um, tell me, how's your week been going and uh, what you've been playing game-wise? Um, not much. Surprise, excuse me, surprisingly, right? Um, sarcasm there. Uh, I've dabbled. I actually went back into Planet of Lana. Um, because I know okay. I, I started that, um, and I, I did, I kind of put it down for a little bit because of all the other things like final fantasy 16 that happened. And so, yeah, plan of Lana, Lana, right? I think it's Lana. Lana. Yeah. It's um, Lana. Lana. I love it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. I love it. So, and, and I, I'm playing out my ally and it just feels like I haven't touched my ally in, in quite some time. Right. I think since final fantasy 16 came out. So I, I, I booted it up. And so, to my surprise, still had battery. So I was like, all right, let's get it. And so booted up uh, um, Planet of Lana. And I was like, all right, I'm again, I'm hooked. Because every time I, I grab my ally, I just feel like this is this is a piece of hardware. You know what I mean? Uh, the audio is amazing. The, the visuals are amazing. And then the game itself is just fantastic. So I just kind of got stuck with that. And now that's like, now I'm excited again to play Lana and just to play on my ally. Very cool. I've been having kind of like mixed reviews about my ally. I love my ally. I'm going to say it, get that away, but I fight with the thing because something sure. about like the sleep mode, it'll like do the whole boot sequence again. Like it doesn't like just quick resume to the game that I want. Um, and, I, and I think it's just windows. I think windows is just being wacky. Mm-hmm. Um, the LEDs don't like turn off when I want them to turn off, even though I like, go into the setting and turn everything off and I'll like boot it up again and then save anything and it's still on. So yeah. it's little things like that that drive me nuts about the ally compared to the Steam Deck. But again, I've set up a mini desktop downstairs on like yes. my dining room table. So I literally have like a PC downstairs to like do everything as if it was a computer. So I can't really uh, complain too much because of what it can do, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I am on the same boat with you. I think we should probably do a video on like the ally, like you know, three six months, months later, later or six months, months later, later or something, and and just to kind of give our take on what we feel about it because it's a very interesting hard piece of hardware. Um, one that I find myself gravitating towards a lot, but then having, like you said, fighting with it constantly, right? Right. So, right. It's just a weird hate, love and hate relationship with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've also been playing Sea of Stars. That actually just dropped. We'll talk mm-hmm. about it later, but it just dropped yesterday. Um, the recording of this podcast on Tuesday, or yeah, Tuesday it dropped. And um, yeah, it's on Game Pass. I 
it was easy automatic just like i'm gonna download this it took like two seconds to download because like a pixel game and i got i'm maybe like 45 an hour in it's it's great it's cool i'm already liking the story and the gameplay i'm already hooked again it's just like text and so how it was back in the day you said we'll talk about this a little bit later and 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 sure but real quick so if you've played og rpgs right Mm -hmm. um if you played like is it live alive or, or, or live live alive live right? alive live 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 live, i think is that similar to kind of like the gameplay style that uh um sea of the stars is or is it yeah different yeah it's basically your it's like that 2d pixely kind of thing um have you played chrono trigger at all no okay so it's very similar in the way that chrono trigger plays obviously the graphics are, you know, the pixel graphics, but they're very well done. Right. And the, right. the soundtrack is is amazing. Um, it's, again, going to like that old school RPG. And I didn't realize like how much I missed it, like going mm-hmm. into playing these games, because like now we have mostly action RPGs for the mm-hmm. most part. We don't really have turn based anymore, but I kind of liked the the slow pace of it. Like you're just like, okay, I gotta pick my skills and do this attack and you're going to do this turn, this turn. And, um, I, I like that. It was, it was a nice change of pace, uh, for me at least. Um, but the story's good. I'm actually really invested into the story. So, I mean, I'm going to play it regardless, but yeah. I would, would I like this game? Yeah. Do you think I don't see why you wouldn't. Um, no. again, I've only been, I'm only like 45 minutes in an hour, but it's a true traditional RPG in, in every sense. But it's like, it's not like, how do you say, you know, how like if they bog down in the beginning, and you're just like, oh, my God, I don't care about all of this. Right. It, it's mm. it gets to the point very fast. So okay. um, I think you'll enjoy it. So I, I highly recommend go try it out, especially if you have Game Pass. It is free on there. It's like a 30, 40 dollar game if elsewhere. And I think it's also on PlayStation Plus. If I'm not yes. Mistaken. Yes, I think it is. So, right. Yeah. Um, one last Rob. game I've been playing. What? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh. That's right. How's that? It's good. Master Duel. Um, it's it's great. I, w- I bought it for two bucks on a Nintendo store on my Switch. And okay. it goes through the entire like story and you get to use that person's like deck from the story that they do. So like you're like Joey versus Kaiba. You're using Joey's deck. And you're facing Kaiba in that point and you go you hop through like the different time um, in the in the, the anime and stuff. So that's just like a fun like pickup game whenever how, you want. How much of your cha- inner child is like giggling inside like when you're playing that game? Because like you said, it's like nostalgic, right? So you're like seeing Joey, you're seeing Kaiba, you're seeing like all these like faces that you've, you know, grown with right in the in the past. And like, does that make you feel some type of way besides of besides the gameplay being great? Um, It sucks because it's not there's no like voice acting. It's just like sure, sure, text sure. and it's like whatever. But it's more about like the cards. I'm like, oh, I remember that card. Yeah, and then dude. once you get towards like I'm like in the middle of the game, I guess like I'm in the Yu-Gi-Oh 5D now. There was like GX 5D and I'm just like, what is going on? I, they lost me. I'm like, I don't know what's going on anymore. Um, yeah. And the 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 monsters just do crazy stuff now like they're like tuners and they can like fuse and then it's like it's it gets insane I'm like this is why i stopped playing because it just got mm-hmm. way too much mm-hmm. so overall uh pretty awesome again i got it for two bucks so i can't complain that's awesome um as of this recording right we are recording on wednesday right. um this is starfield embargo eve i guess right and so yeah. tomorrow Right. I mean, I'm, you guys will already have this information, but we'll have all this embargo lifted from Starfield so we can actually see what people think about the game. And I'm really excited. Like, I want to know 
you know, we talked about this in the last episode, mm-hmm. I believe, or the other other episode. You guys can go check that out on YouTube.com slash the gaming duo pod. But it's a very interesting um game to see and and everything on the twi- like the twitter space right now or x space whatever you want to call it um x. It, it, it went from like being very negative in, in my opinion or a lot of like the like sony ponies and whatnot to like sony everyone's just like, like everybody's just like this game is probably really good i mean yeah. have you seen just the marketing in the past week how crazy it's been yeah it reminds me of um like when, when uh, Cyberpunk was coming out where like everything was like Cyberpunk edition. You could buy Cyberpunk chairs. You could buy yeah. Cyberpunk like gaming gear. You could buy book bags. It's the same thing. It, but I love the way the stuff looks. It's just so clean and it looks so great. Um, I don't know if you saw, but like that skin wrap that goes around the Xbox Series X. For oh, Starfield. we talked about last week. <laughs> yeah, it is clean. It is so clean looking. I love that with the white aesthetic, but also like that rainbow ribbon that that it's yeah. like now just like, you know, it, it just kind of makes you know that this is Starfield, right? Um, I love that. I love that aesthetic to it. So, yeah, yeah. it's a very clean style, right? Everything you see it on, on, on your Xbox, on a, a jacket, like a bomb, I've seen it on bomber jackets. I think Elena posted that or something, right? Yep. That's really cool. Um, yeah, they're they're going all out. Like promotion for this is going all out, which gives me more hope that this game they're really pushing this right. So Xbox is like full force. Like yeah, we are right behind this game. Like we know this game is going to be great. So they're pushing this game really hard. And that is the perfect segue to our rapid fire news. <laughs> all right, guys, news for this week. When can you start playing Starfield? Um, sea of stars is getting sea of stars is getting rave reviews super mario wonder direct is happening on the 31st so basically it happened thursday it comes out friday so it happened already guys so you got a direct um laura croft is going to be in call of duty as a skin um and sony is raising the prices for playstation uh plus up to 40 dollars per year obviously let's jump into starfield here so when can you start playing starfield on September 1st, assuming you bought one of the special editions or upgraded your copy, you can start playing at Starfield at 12 UTC time. You can convert that to wherever you are, but for those with early access or currently living in the United States, Canada, or South America, that actually means you're able to play on August 31st in California. Players will be able to start exploring Starfield as early as 5 o'clock their time. Wow. So 5 o'clock on August 31st. So that's tomorrow right yeah that's thursday that's, that's thursday so um by friday when you guys hear this people will be playing starfield and it's um on september 6th we gotta wait a long ass time for us peasants <laughs> right um yep, yep. standard owners or game pass subscribers can play 12 um utc so basically five o'clock on september 6th california time so eight o'clock our time new york center time eastern time yeah sure yeah so yeah are you excited? I haven't been that excited for an Xbox title in, in, in a long time. So this is like, I'm ready, man. Like, um, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what to expect. That's the thing. It's like, I know this is a Bethesda game, but what to expect as far as reviews, what to expect as far as like actual gameplay mm-hmm. um, are, are like all the reviews going to be as accurate as we think? Because a lot of them, they kind of go with the hype right right and so if you play it yourself it, it kind of like 
isn't the same as what they're trying to say. Um, so I, I'm just really excited to see what this game has for us. And I'm ready to dive in there September 6th, although I think I'll be on vacation, so I won't play this game until oh, I come right. back. Yeah, so, I'll be. Yeah, that's going to yeah. be wild. So okay. it'll I be mean, it'll, it'll be a while for me until I try this game out. And I mean, I can probably bring my ally and, and play it, but um, I'll try to avoid, you know, playing my video games <laughs> on vacation sometimes. So I'm definitely going to have some FOMO for people that play it early. Uh, who got the the stand the premium edition? Oh yeah, I, I don't love that idea. I don't love that gaming companies are doing that now, where they're releasing like a version that's like early access. If you pay forty more dollars, you can play it five days earlier. I don't love that. Um, is it? Is it? How much is it? Is it really forty more dollars? Like, or I is think it it's just like, like thirty more bucks or something like that? I really, I th- I think it's not. Like I know Harry Potter wasn't that bad. I think it was like ten extra bucks or something like that, which is not. Or sorry, Hogwarts Legacy. Um, which is not that much more, right? Like that's okay. But I think the premium edition is uh, a little more pricey. I want to look that up. Um, Here it is. It says normal edition. The game is $69. If you buy outright for Xbox or steam. Um, But if you buy the digital premium edition that comes with the September 1st release day, so September 6th, it is a hundred dollars. So you're paying 30 extra more dollars. Yeah, so, uh, pretty crappy business practice, in my opinion, like you said. Um, I mean, it's just it, I mean, you look at you can look at it both ways. Right. I mean, if you if you have the money you can pay for it, it's kind of like anything else. Right. Like if you're trying to go see Taylor Swift or something, you pay extra money to get closer or I don't know. But regardless, it, it's you're, you're get you're paying for the price. You're paying for that those extra few weeks or a week or so, whatever. Um, but yeah, man. I don't know, like I'm getting kind of like antsy to play this game. You know, I, I say that I hate it, but like think about it when like if Gears of War was to come out with the early. You don't, thing you don't or, think or, about anything. You're like, yeah, yeah okay. I'm like, yeah, yeah just, I don't care. I throw it. Yeah, it'd be $120. I don't give a shit. Oh, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if you're a fan, you're going to pay for it. Um, So question for you. I have actually two questions. Okay. Question one. I have a question for you. So if you say the same thing, I'm going to kill. OK. Um. Right before the embargo lifts, stuff like that, off the jump out of 10, what do you think most places are going to be giving this game? That's that the question. question. Okay. <laughs> yeah. right. But I have a second question for you. So, so we'll... um, what is this game going to get? Uh, Metacritic or just in general? I would do it like a one in a hundred, uh, whatever you want, whatever you want, like where, where you think it's going right, to be. I'll do both. Do. So I think Metacritic, as far as Metacritic goes, it's going to hover between the, and I'm not going to go like, exaggerated like you know 70 to 100 no i'm uh, i think like 85 90 i would okay. say 85 90 um so yeah i think that's what it's gonna get and then as far as like one out of ten like what that, that equates to what like 8.5 but maybe like that. a like eight out of ten maybe i would say like in general like overall yeah um I think it's going to be a good game. I can't imagine this game being terrible. So I think it's going to do well. I just don't know how well it's going to do. Yeah. I'm in like the nine, nine camp, nine ninety two on Metacritic. That's kind of where I'm at just because I'm looking at the his like past Bethesda games, like as far as yeah. like big open world ones. So like fallout, um, you know, elder scrolls, that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, so that's uh, kind of what grades did they get? I think Skyrim got a 10. Um, and I think Fallout 
four got a nine out of ten, I believe. Okay. So, yeah. So pretty highly. Rated. I mean, we can't expect anything less. I feel like sometimes, right? So this is a, a very bold game for them to to do, and they had ten years plus. I feel like to to really work this out and and kind of work on any issues that they may have or may encounter. So yeah, I can definitely see, like I said, eight point five right. nine range. Um, and if it gets anything better than that, then like better for us right um yeah definitely and what are you playing it on like as far as and obviously you're going to be on vacation to cape cod um but are you going to be playing it on like do you want to play on your pc or you're going to be more this is going to be more regulated to us so an ally game i feel like it's going to kind of go both ways i think majority is going to be ally because that's just the time that i'll spend um more time outside of my pc Right, right, right but when i have that luxury to actually sit down and play i think i'm gonna just kind of transition over to my PC. Although, yeah, I, I will be able to, right? It's not like I can't, like my my save is not going to the cloud, we'll, we'll switch it over. So you'll, you'll be thought, fine. Yeah. It might like out of sync sometimes. Like I know with Steam, sometimes when I got, I got Final Fantasy Crisis, Ever Crisis, not Ever Crisis. Yeah, Steam. Crisis Core. No. Yeah, Crisis Core, but what Crisis was the name of it? Reunion. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but it, sometimes the saves wouldn't like sync up with each other. So I'd have to like reset something. But for the most yeah, part, yeah. it should be fine. Um, so that's where I'm going to be playing it for the most part, um, interchangeably between Ally and PC. Uh, what about yeah. you? Um, probably, I want to say, I think PC. I'm going to try it on my PC first. Download it on there. Um, get a good feel for it. Actually get to see like the graphics, you know, pumping on my graphics card and stuff like that. And then once I'm like, I still want to play, then I'll regulate it to my Ally in bed um, on the go. Yeah. So um, I imagine it's going to play decently well on that. I would hope. Yeah, I think so too. I'm excited, man. Are you? Yeah. How excited are you from like one to ten? I'm like a good like eight right now. Like I'm pretty. That's kind of like why I haven't gone like Armor Core or Baldur's Gate because I didn't want to buy those two games and then still be playing them. And then this game comes out and I'm like, I have too many games to play. I don't want to. I can't finish none of them. You know what I mean? So I'm like, this is the one I kind of wanted to hold out for to be able to mm-hmm. spend my time with. So yeah. Um. Steve Stars getting great reviews, Kelf. This game uh, came out to Tuesday and it is getting 9.3 on Dual Shockers, uh, Games Radar 9 to 10, Game Informer 9 to 10, Gaming Trend 9 to 10, Nintendo Life 9 to 10. Um, it's available on Nintendo Switch, Steam, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X. It's an RPG, uh, like an old school RPG, similar to a Chrono Trigger. I played like an hour of it, like I said earlier. It's great. I, I want to keep playing it. It, it. it seems like just like a nice breath of fresh air, I guess. Yeah, in less than 24 hours, 100,000 100, copies were sold. Um, so definitely doing really well. Um, I want to try this out. I definitely want to uh, download this literally right after this and mm-hmm. give it a shot because it just it looks like something I would play. Um, and I just want to sink my teeth into something that's enjoyable like that. So homework for you play tonight after the podcast, play an hour, text me, tell me what you think after you, like before you go to bed, just be like, this is what I, I thought of it so far that I like, but you, I, I would at least play an hour into the game, maybe 45 minutes to an hour. All right. Don't count okay. on it. Cause if I play it, I might fall asleep in the middle of playthrough. So <laughs> that's just, that's just how my, 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 that's just how I'm set up now at this point. Um, what's really cool, it's not really spoilers, but in the beginning of the game, you get to ch- pick between two characters. You get to pick um, a sun warrior or a moon warrior. Um, 
and the sun warrior is a guy and uses a sword and the moon warrior is a chick and she uses like a staff. I picked you know where I'm going. I know, you know I pick, you picked it. I didn't see that's why I didn't want to pick the the chick because I'm like Kellen's just going to pick the chick, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um but I I ended up picking the chick anyways. Of, <laughs> so I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to play as her cuz she's cool. Um not saying that the the sun dude isn't cool. He is cool. Mm-hmm. But now thinking about it, I'm like I should have played the sun guy. Um really? just because I because I, I wanted to see the difference in like playthroughs between your playthrough and my playthrough. Sure. Um it did say when you pick the character, it says it does not affect the game story or anything like that. Um, and you'll be able to switch out later or something like that. So I guess it doesn't really matter. But um, I thought that was really cool. Reminding me of like almost like a like a Pokemon kind of game, like pick which one you want. Like, so I like that. Now, do you know if this game has multiple endings? I see. I, I heard it does. See, that's and what that to me, my, like, my my excitement for like Live Alive, for example, there was like there seems to be like eight different endings in that game. And I'm like, I don't like, or like eight yeah, different yeah, characters that you have to play. And I'm like, I'm, I'm all set. <laughs> like, I, I, that's too much commitment. Okay. So it has two possible endings. That's not bad. I'll, that's I'll not bad. That. I'll take that. Yeah. yeah. I, I won't like, I hate when you do like, you can do 18 different endings. I'm like, well, no, live alive no. is like that, right? There's like eight different characters that you can play. And, yep. you know, Octopath is kind of similar situation, right? Well, Chrono Trigger had like a bunch of different endings too. That's why I stood away from that too. So <laughs> I'm very picky when it comes. I'm v- I'm very like needy. It seems like I'm, I'm I'm starting to realize that. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, it's gross. It's gross. You know what's funny is I don't really. I'm not a huge fan of the multiple endings thing because if you do something wrong and you get a, the crappy ending, you're like, damn, that might wasted. like sour. Yeah, that might like sour your experience right mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. i like it when it's just like this is the way the game was intended it's not like do you remember um what's the name of that the books the goosebumps books right yeah, yeah yeah and you would read them and it would it would give you like the choices it's like yeah do you put your hand in this box or do you go down this dark alleyway and it says if you put, pick the dark alleyway turn to page like 26 or whatever and then you yeah. would go to skip to a different part and you would get a different outcome depending on which option you pick so i'm like I guess, but I'm like, you obviously want the good ending, right? Mm-hmm, like everyone mm-hmm. wants, wants like the good ending. So I don't know. That's a good discussion, actually. That's actually that's a good a, game to chat. Write it down, bud. Write it down. All right. All right. We'll do it next time. Um, maybe I'll save that one for next week when you're not. I'm just kidding. No, that, oh, that's great. That'll be fantastic. Thank <laughs> you for excluding me out. Um, anything else about CS Source? Um, you'll probably hear more about it when I come back. Uh, I'll definitely play it. So you'll hear what my thoughts are on that. And yeah, great, great, great job on uh, Sabotage QC for, for making this game and, and having the rave reviews that it has now. I don't, I don't know if this game was like, like were people watching this game when, I don't know when they announced this, like it, for me, it just came out of nowhere and it, it just, you know, released with rave re- reviews. So I don't know if this was something that was uh, announced at some point in some like, uh, you know, some type of show conference or something. And then people have been following it since, but I have not heard of this game since. I think um, people that are fans of the genre, like retro inspired, um, like right. Are, are, are like looking into this. Like I think Rob, my, my friend Rob, he's really into this, these type of games. And he was like, I think he was talking about this game previously saying like, Hey, um, this looks really good. This they have a couple cool. of them. Yeah, there's they have the messenger which came out. It's the team worked on. 
I think it won a couple of game awards. Best debut indie game of 2018 was the the Messenger, I believe, was their oh. last game. So interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, sea of Stars is a turn-based RPG inspired by the classics. It tells the story of two children of the sol- solstice who will combine the powers of the sun and moon to perform eclipse magic. The only force capable of fending off the monstrous creations of evil alchemists known as the Fleshmancer. So just your typical, you know, whatever kind of RPG story. But um, so far, great. Kelf, there's another game that's coming out. (laughs) I think it's been on your radar too. Um, Mario Wonder. Oh, yeah. What do you think of this one? You're going to buy this one? Oh, yeah. One thousand percent. Like day one. Like one thousand percent, and we're getting a direct, so um, that's going to be the perfect time to get more information. Fifteen minutes, though, fifteen minute direct. It's pretty, so, pretty good. Decent timing. What do you think they can show in that in that fifteen minute window, though? Um, I think just show you cool abilities that you can do, like as far as like you know how Mario always gets to do something. I can think of this one. He gets he he turns into Elephant Mario and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just like the different stuff you can do in the levels. I think that's what they're really going to showcase and they might showcase all the other characters. Um, is but, this the I mean, first time Daisy is a playable character? If, am no, I, mistaken? I don't, I don't think so. I think she's been playable characters in other games too. I could be wrong. Check us on that, but let us know. Um, yeah, I, I'm actually really excited for this Mario game. Usually they always hit really they're just, you can't, they're always good. They're always good. They're always good. Decide the 2d Mario games. God, that promo thumbnail for the direct, it looks so good. Like, look yeah. at look at Yoshi's. Look, just oh, there's look multiple at, color Yoshis too for this one. Yeah, but just look at him, dude. Yoshi it's looks so, so fucking good, dude. You see Luigi in his big ass floaty hat. I love that. And what is that caterpillar behind him? I have no idea. It might be a new thing. I've never seen that before. Also, uh, I forgot about Peach's game, like own game. Mm-hmm. I really had a lot of information about that. Um, no, but like that's happening. That's the thing. You know, you know, what's great too, is this is a game too, that you can play with your family. Yes. Yes. Right. Like I, I can just pick this game up and pop a little joy con and play with Jess on the switch on the big TV if I want to. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's perfect. Um, one, the thing I love about these Mario games, the 2d side scrollers, it, it just has I, the wonder, the, the name wonder fits suit like Mario so well. Right. Because mm-hmm. what you play super mario games you play them for just the what what you're expecting around the next corner right like there's just so many cool things happening on screen there's just so many things that you can kind of like stumble upon in mario games especially like mario 64 and you know like mario sunshine like all these like nostalgic games that we've played in the past like you just go somewhere and you're like oh what's this oh look i this, it's a hidden path or, yeah you know, exactly like i feel like mario games do the opposite of of pokemon in the sense that mario games give you that sense of nostalgia always mm-hmm. like you know what you're getting out of it it's going to be the same you're like oh, okay i gotta stomp on goombas and whatever mm-hmm. but they're every single mario game that you play like this you're always like you're always like oh shit like that's cool. I can't believe I can do that. I can do that. That's like sick. And then just the new sounds and the new. I, I don't know. I, they they knock out of the park with these games. Yeah, I think what I'm going to be more excited for for this game in particular, not not more so of the gameplay and like the different um, you know uh, costumes and, and abilities that he's gonna have, but more so of like how the background 
is and, and yeah, how and, and the, the level variations, right? Because I don't know if you've noticed, but like the past maybe decade or, or so, right? These 2D side scrollers have evolved so much to the point where like what really makes them stand out are like the backdrops, right? And yeah. and what they can do and what how creative they can get with like how I, I remember like a bunch of games that they do this thing where you are essentially you see like your silhouette and you're still playing but you're 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 like in the background you know what i mean like you see your silhouette and it, or maybe like the the sun is, is kind of like um coming down or something coming down or something and they do these like really cool animations really cool styles that like you just see like your shadow your silhouette or something and you're still playing like those little cool things that they play with i really enjoy um and then also some 2d size scrollers they kind of transition you from like 2d to 3d and then kind of like revert back to that like i want them to do crazy stuff with with uh like the backdrops and the, and the backgrounds and for me that's like the big i want to see what happens you right know what I mean? even um, especially with like, the i'm sorry especially with the title like wonder i feel like that's gonna be like like why is it called wonder like i don't know why gonna, it's, yeah exactly you know you're, I mean? like, you're wondering what's gonna so happen many next cool different things yeah. that's gonna happen on screen and, and right I feel like they, I hope they play with the name um, and they really lean into it. Yeah, it's just the Switch just knocks out of the park with these 2D games. Like, think of Metroid Dread. Like, that game is like dark and like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's still beautiful and it's going to be look awesome on the OLED. Um, yeah, I can't wait for this game, honestly. And you know what's awesome, dude, is the fact that, again, we're going to Game Pass, but think of, we just talked about Sea of Stars. We just talked about Starfield. We're essentially paid 10 bucks uh, 10 bucks a month for pc game pass but we save like over a hundred dollars right just like by not by having game pass we saved over a hundred dollars so because i'm like oh my god like i gotta buy sea of stars i gotta buy starfield can you imagine if you bought sea of stars then you bought starfield and then you're gonna buy mario wonder like oh my god it's so much money on games that you can't finish possibly but with game pass like you're you got sea of stars you saved that much more you saved just that one game you know what i mean i mean on top of you have you didn't mention spider-man 2 you didn't mention america's solid collection like there's a shit ton of things that are happening like within the next few weeks that at least it gives you like this breath of fresh air this like breathing room that like okay I don't have to buy Starfield, right? Yeah. Speaking of Metal Gear Solid <laughs> Collection, I'm kind of going back and forth. I'm going to get it, but I'm kind of going back and forth because for one, I'm You're like, fake should I just, You're should I just like, should I just, should I just play Twin Snakes? Should I literally just go download and play Twin Snakes instead of Metal Gear Solid 1? Like, can you play Twin Snakes in a recent like console? Um, Yes, but you, I didn't do with a thing called because of the knee, and I could do it on there. So I can get a GameCube emulator and play Twin Snakes as an emulation on the uh, ROG. So that's what I'm saying. I'd have to like go and do hoops to, to play it in a sense, but I'm playing the more definite version, I think, definitive version of Milk Solid 1, in my opinion. I, I honestly really want to play this game for two because I haven't played two in so long. Um, and then yeah, th- I, I two is is weird. Two was fantastic, but definitely for me, I remember it being more the more of the chore one out of the three. Like okay. I'm just like okay, I remember when you when you get to a certain point. I think mid game, right? Where, is it Amy? I think her name is right. Um, maybe not Amy. I don't know. You don't know. Is it Autocon right? sister? 
Yeah. What's her Emma. name? Amy? Emma. Close enough. Yeah. Uh, that part there, I'm just like, oh, I, I, do I want to really go back and do all that stuff? Like, there's there are certain parts in the game that I'm just like, oh, I hate that I'm going to get to this point. Yeah. Know? Whereas I never felt that with Metal Gear Solid 3. I never felt that with Metal Gear Solid 1. Mm. Um, just because I, I, that from start to finish, those games were phenomenal. I didn't get tired of any. If anything, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get to this point. Or I can't wait to get to this part. Whereas 2 felt like, oh, I can't wait to get out of this part. You know I can't I mean? wait to play a snake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. So uh, I know yeah. you want to play 2 because it's been a while. But yeah, it's been a long time. Just set your expectations because remember, it, it, if you... It, it was a fantastic game, but not like, in my opinion, not the best Metal Gear Solid game. Yeah, no, of, of course. Um, yeah, I, only the only reason, too, I'm not as excited is because we have Metal Gear Solid 3 remake right around the corner um, after this kind of releases. So I'm like, I'm going to get this, play 1, 2, and 3. I'll play 3, and then I'm going to play 3 again in a couple of months. Like, I, I advise well, you not to play 3. Just don't. You, are you going to play 3 or you're not going to play it? No, I'm not. Gonna you're gonna, you're gonna I, I've played three so many times though that I I just know that game from like the front to back. Okay, so I, you're gonna I hold know. off when you get this collection. You're just gonna you're basically gonna play it for one and two. I'm gonna play one and two, but I'm also gonna play. Remember, you have like the the, the OG titles too. Right. So I want to try those and try to beat those games. <laughs> I wish it was came on Game Pass. I'm so spoiled. Game Pass. I'm so spoiled. I'm like I want everything to come on Game Pass now, but it won't. Yeah. So, but Persona Three Reloaded is coming out for Game Pass. So. Oh my god i cannot wait for that game game passes i goat. seriously cannot wait for that game dude i um, might take a day off for that game i'm i wanted to get the limited edition but i saw it i'm like it's trash it's dookie mm, no it's so it's expensive cool. too like and uh, it didn't not worth it, it. This, the statue one. does not do anything for me and um i mean some of the dlc content yeah that's kind of cool but not worth the what is it 150 there was like two no it was like 200 something bucks it was crazy i'm all set no, yeah you. that's yeah, i'm good that's like um, three games that you can buy <laughs> so yeah uh mario wonder coming out very soon uh we got the direct obviously happening so i'm excited kelvin's gonna get it again more review from us like talking about it we got a lot of stuff to talk about in the future see a star starfield mario wonder and we got spider-man assassin's creed it's gonna be it's great great time to be a gamer great time to be a gamer mm-hmm. doesn't stop so, um let's talk about playstation plus the opposite side right you're yeah, yeah about play uh you're talking about microsoft and game pass being such a a value for 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 gamers right this not so much this is uh from kutaku playstation plus is about to get a lot more expensive sony announced that beginning in september the annual subscription price will go from 60 dollars up to 80 dollars for the lowest tier of the program. That is crazy. 80 bucks. Meanwhile, PS Premium, which competes competes directly with Game Pass, is 160 bucks from 120. That is so expensive to me. Um yeah, that's kind of ridiculous if, if I'm being honest. Um 80 bucks a month just for essential. I'm sorry, 80 bucks a year. That's I, that was crazy. We went from 50 bucks paying 50 bucks a year to now 80. And you're not getting that much. What am I getting? And that's what I want to get at, right? If they're jacking up the price, this isn't like <laughs> Netflix 
Five bucks, three bucks. Jacking up the, hey guys, by the way, we're increasing the price next month to $2 extra. All right, that sucks, right? Like, you're like, whatever. You're like kind of bummed out. But you're like, whatever, two bucks, I'll deal with it. 30 extra bucks. This is literally, you can buy internet. You can buy a whole other game. You can buy, you name it, man. You can you can fucking buy like a, I don't know, like a router or something. I don't know. Like you could just buy so many things with that extra thirty bucks monthly that you're spending. I want to know what Sony is doing to compensate for that. Have they mentioned anything that they're changing within the? different tiers uh, giving more incentive article? to stay in this because me like you call me I'm, I'm i'm more of a sony guy this does not make me happy this does not make me want to stay in the sony ecosystem and if anything i'm starting to consider well i play my playstation mostly for single player games do i really need internet now do i really need the online component i mean they they do say that PlayStation Premium is still like $44 cheaper than the year of Game Pass um, Ultimate. And I think it's a ga Game Pass Ultimate is what they're referring to. Because I think yes, Game Pass yes. Ultimate is like 20 bucks or something um, a month now. I, I forget how much it is, but it's it's it, um, they're not much better, right? It's it's they're also Microsoft is getting a little pricier. We been, we're OK because we play the PC version of Game Pass, right? We don't do the the Ultimate anymore. We don't. Um, and we, we brought it down for, for multiple reasons too, right? I mean, that's yeah. one, the price, it's it's expensive. And two, um, we just don't use that ultimate component as much. So why bother? Why bother spending that money? So if we look at PlayStation Plus Essential, this is what you're getting. You're getting monthly games, whatever that means. <laughs> you know, um, you'll get, you're getting like whatever games are like Saints Row is September's monthly game. Right. Um, but we it, have Black Desert Travel Traveler Edition. We have Generation Zero, whatever, you know. They're, they're all P those two are PS4 games and Saints Row is a PS4 PS5 game. So take that with whatever you want. <laughs> and then you're allowed to play the online multiplayer and then exclusive discounts. So uh, it's not really worth to me. I don't think it's good value. And then extra you get to actually download from the catalog of games that they have in Ubisoft classics and stuff like that. Um, premium is when you get to do the game trials and you get the clown streaming and stuff. But for me, it looks like now Essential is the worst one to pick. Like, why would you pay for Essential? The I, cheapest option. Me, premium, I would never spend. Extra is a sweet spot, right? Extra is, and I think, and honestly, I don't even, this is how I, how far off I am. I don't even know which premium or which tier I'm, I'm at. I think I'm in the extra. I think I'm PlayStation Plus extra, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yep. But. I don't think I don't think it makes sense for me to be in premium because I don't play older titles and mm -hmm. that's kind of like their selling point, right? For premium. And then like you said, when you're going for essentials, it's like there's no real incentive now to stay with the lowest tier because you're paying so much more, right? And you're not getting that much more. Exactly. They're I, it's almost like they're pushing people to not do essential and they're like just do extra. Like why would you do essential when you could just pay not that much more money? Yeah, one hundred and thirty-five dollars so, a year. It's though? so expensive. Yeah, it's not I mean, cheap. you're not even you're not even comparing that to other other subscription services that you have. Like that, you're. This is now you're in, a, in, in. We're living in a time where we're just spending way more money than what we, what we initially wanted to spend when we had cable, right? Like when we talked about cable, we're like, oh, cable is really expensive. If I just 
cancel my cable subscription and go into streaming uh, and all uh, that streaming, stuff. Well, I'll save so much more money. That's not the case anymore. You're spending probably double the price now at this point. Because yeah, because so you were streaming services now. Exactly. Because if you wanted a specific network, right? Like once you got cable, you got access to all the channels. You got VH1, all, you had all the where you could get your, your TVs minus. You had HBO and stuff like that. But that was included. Some of the, the, the cable packages had the HBO stuff. Now I want to watch this show. That's another 20 bucks, 15 bucks a month. I want to watch this show. It's over here. I can only watch here. Like, it's just too crazy now. They're getting it's just too much. It well, it, each it, each channel now has their own app. Each channel has their yeah. own subscription now because like shit, even fucking lifetime. Like if you want to watch yeah. lifetime, <laughs> you have to spend right, you yeah. know, a subscription service just to watch lifetime. And you know, it, they just got I feel like they just got so greedy. greedy with it. They got really greedy with it. Like I feel like the music ones aren't as bad. Like the streaming services for music, like Spotify, like Spotify Apple. Apple. Yeah, they're, they're, they're chilling. Not. And especially when you can combine like family plans. Yeah, it, it, it makes sense. Like you, you, I personally use Spotify every single day of my life, like literally every single day. Podcast. Um, yep. Yeah, all that stuff. Um, so that to me in itself, like I think me and Jess are on a joint account. I do, it's called like Spotify Duo. It's 13 Same. bucks for both of us. Yep. So that's like that's I can. And, eat and that. on top of that, the best part is you don't share um, music. You don't like share library. music. Yeah, you don't share your library. It's like completely different, but you're still separate accounts. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So this translates to, to gaming, right? Because like now we're just getting ridiculous now with the money. And I get it. Gaming is, is, is expensive. They have to find ways to like kind of, you know, make value and, and, and make these AAA budget titles that we love from Sony, right? They have right. to arc up these prices. I get that. I really do. But if you're if you're jacking up the price, 30 extra bucks, right? There has to be something else to really keep people from saying, what the fuck, Sony? Like, you Dude, are, what are you uh, giving me in return for giving you 30 extra bucks a month? Yeah. I mean, think about it. Like, you buy the console, the console, you buy a PlayStation 5, it's 400 bucks minimum, right? Plus taxes, whatever. You're probably going to want to update your hard drive. Right, because you're gonna, f especially if you get the digital version, Good like luck. you're not gonna just kind of want to keep deleting your games and stuff like that, right? You're gonna want to beef up that hard drive, so you want a one terabyte or two terabyte hard drive. That's another hundred dollars plus. So again, now you're at five hundred something dollars for this PS. Then you have to play your monthly membership or yearly membership is another eighty to now eighty minimum a month. Like, and you're like, why would you ever not get that if you have a PlayStation Five? You can't play online multiplayer. It's stupid. Um, so what are we at? We're like over almost $600 at least, right? It's not for extra controllers or anything like that. So this thing, the, the entry point now for PS5 is getting a little crazy. And if you go to the other side, ready? Ring and blow your mind right here, guys. You have Xbox Series S. Okay. Mm -hmm. Was it 200 bucks, 250 bucks now? You can get on sale for 200. Mm -hmm. It's 1440p gaming. And you have access to all of Game Pass. For one, but 15, 20 bucks a month or whatever, how much it is now. And you, mm -hmm. and you don't have to, you literally don't have to buy any games because like all their Xbox exclusives, day ones come to Game Pass. So you don't have to buy a separate game. Sony doesn't do that with their. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, Sony. I, you're great. You have, you come up with amazing games, but sometimes you, you're too much. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> like, it's a I bummer. It's a bummer, man. It, it sucks because you're spending so much money, but 
I want to know if this is going to pay out for them in the end, right? Um, or are they going to, are, are you, consumers going to see Microsoft, Xbox, like the good guys here, and then it's just going to do a complete switcheroo for them, right? Where it's like, it's going to backfire on them and people are going to realize, yeah, this is not worth the money and they're all going to, you know, migrate over to Xbox side. If they see the dip in sales, if they see the dip in like revenue from the subscription services, maybe that might change a little bit, right? It might kind of like deter them away from doing this, but I don't see that happening. I feel like that's just going to be their motto now. And it's just going to, you know, it's just, it is what it is now at this point. It sucks, dude. It fucking sucks. Like you're just spending that. This is not even including the games that you're going to be spending the 70 bucks, bucks right? <laughs> you're like, dude, like bend me yeah, over for, for, for fuck's sakes. Like, right. Like, exactly. Like think about it. Think about if you were like in high school and you wanted to play your games on your your system, right? Like you wanted mm-hmm. to play, like, and you didn't have like a ton of income to like, you know, say for, for a car, you got to save up for college or whatever if people do that anymore. Like, nah, man, I got to save up for PlayStation Premium, dude. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, like crazy. And then last point with that is you build yourself a nice PC, you get a PC, 600 bucks, 800 bucks, you're getting a middle grade PC. Hell, even, a, even an Asus ROG, that's 600 bucks. Hell, even a... A Steam Deck, that's 400 bucks. You can get Discord on that bad boy. And you can play any game multiplayer for free. So, like... Yeah, but Sony... you're not playing PlayStation games. Oh, my God. That's going to get... do, that's... you just have to buy them on PC. That's going to that's gonna get real old after a while, Sony. Like, the games aren't... can't be that good. Like, I don't know. But they're good. They're good. I'll say they are very, they're very good games. And we're... Always game of the year discussions. I get it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't um, I understand Sony's model. I understand what Sony has like in their pocket, but well, now they're just like dangling this, you know, now they're just dangling in front of us. And they're can like, I, yeah, question? I know, I know you guys want it. When's the last time a Sony exclusive won game of the year? The last of us. How long ago was that? I don't think the last of us two won, if I'm not mistaken. I think the last of us, all right, so here we go. We have Elden Ring, not a Sony first party exclusive, right? Right, that was last year. It takes two. Yep, that was twenty twenty one. That's not a Sony exclusive. The Last of Us Part Two did win, so twenty twenty. Sekiro one did too. Actually, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, Sekiro Shadow Dies twice, twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. from software again. God of War, okay. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, twenty seventeen. Overwatch, The Witcher. So they've won one, two, two in the last nine years, I would say. Um, but now, how many of them were nominees for Game of the Year? A lot. Yeah, a, a lot of them are nominees. You get the Spider-Mans and that kind of stuff. Um, there's there's a ton. But for me, yeah, I guess you're right. Like Nintendo's only one Nintendo title, like first party Nintendo title, like that one Game of the Year in 2017. And that's Breath of the Wild, obviously. Um, so I guess, I'm just saying like, you can't you can't deny yeah their, they make really good pedigree games. yeah yeah they, you they, can't they, deny they, their pedigree and they know that they're like you guys are gonna buy this fucking thing so it, it sucks on both levels that's all well um, guys that ends our news discussion for the week we're gonna move into in game chat and talk about when is it too early to announce a game we'll be right back.
That song was called Encounter from Sea of Stars. It was made by Eric W. Brown. All right, guys, welcome to our in-game chat segment where we pick a topic every week that me and Kelvin want to discuss. Today's topic is, when is it too early to release a game? To announce a game, actually, not announce, sorry. To announce a game. When is it too early to announce it? And then people are just waiting for this game forever. And then there's so much hype. And then people are just like, come on, just come out already. Please do something. Um, this was actually inspired by an article by VG247. Um, the Elder Scrolls 6 might have been too early, announced too early. And Tom Howard actually agreed with it. Um, so what do you think about this topic, Kelv? And where's like the sweet spot for games being released? Um, I or think announced, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. For me, the sweet spot is, and, and I always refer back to this, um, Bethesda actually, is the whole Fallout 4 announcement, right? Where, if I'm not mistaken, it was announced at E3, right? Um, yep. Sometime 2015, 20, whatever, 2014. And six months after after like, that yeah, game here was, you go. was released. <laughs> yeah. That is the best case scenario, right? Where you announce a game, you kind of ride this hype train up until release date. And that hype ha- has con- continued through the, the entire, like, propaganda the entire like management of like releasing this game that's that's the best case scenario obviously things have changed since 2015 games are a lot harder to build games are a lot more expensive to make and so there comes more problems with building games or comes a lot more delays or comes a lot more like bugs like there's just a lot more into it and so that can't really happen i'm sure every developer every company wants these games to come out within a good margin elder elder scroll six that was unnecessary to, to that was like that five years it's like five years ago that There's, they said they were there was just no it. reason and, and i'm curious to know why they did that was it to spark this excitement maybe to just kind of get people rallied up. Yeah, I think that For has what to be reason, it. Though? What's the purpose of that? If you know that this game is not even in, in development at that point. It could do something. I mean, look at Xbox bought them, right? So maybe they had to like show like in their portfolio, like we're working on this game. Like, here you go. Like it's announced. And then that makes it more that much more attractive for Microsoft to purchase them, I guess. Right. Because they have this like mega, big, big title coming out. Um, that's not actually coming out for another for quite some time. And then you have games like Cyberpunk where they're like, we're going to come out at this date and then we're going to keep delaying it, delaying it, delaying it, delaying it. I, I am honestly in the King Campus you where it's like, honestly, if I will wait till the end of time <laughs> for the game to come out, but announce it six months to a year before it comes out. Don't do this. Don't do the whole like three years, four years. I think Breath of the or Tears of the Kingdom was what, two years? Something like that. Yeah, I think it got delayed like once. Um, yes, it did, but not by by a lot. Here's the but kingdom. not by a lot. And again, you got to think that game had most of its assets already done. Um, from what we understand in the d- development cycle, 
Breath of the Wild was just way too big, right? And right. so they actually cut production and they took whatever they wanted, you know, after that game and to say, you know what, we're just making a sequel to this because this game is just way too big. We we are our, our plans and, and, and ambitions for this game are just way too big. Let's just make a sequel. Yeah, it came out in 2019. It was teased 2019 of E3 um, mm. and then it was fully revealed two years later and then finally released 2023. Um, so I, I I guess it really depends. Um, I, again, I'm in the camp too, where if you don't have any gameplay to show us, don't show the game. Don't don't show it. I, I don't I hate the whole like, here's a graphic. It's coming out cool like i don't care i want to see a little bit even the small little tiny bit that we saw of kingdom hearts 4 we got a little tiny sliver and we know the game is far away along right we don't we don't we don't know when it's coming out but it, we got to saw a little bit of gameplay and we can speculate on it and that's fun right but mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. i see a title screen i don't care i'm like i don't know how, how far along this this looks or what what's in my brain i can expect where i have no reference point Right. Whereas at least with Kingdom Hearts 4, I had a reference point now. So, um, yeah, I guess if you're going to do like one of those things where you're announcing the game pretty early, mm-hmm. show us something. It shows, and I don't care, show us anything. Yeah. You know, um, it can't be as bad as Pokemon. That's <laughs> Arceus, where like literally the frames were literally dropping, right? Like on screen. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that what Elder Scrolls or what Bethesda do with Elder Scrolls 6 is like, you don't want, it's like they did a switcheroo. It's like Fallout 4, six months. Yeah. Let's go. And it's a huge title. Elder Scrolls. What? I don't know. It's, it's another, another good example is Kojima, right? Um, He announced his studio, right? Yeah. Um, and he announced kind of like his partnership with Sony back in 2015, right? Mm-hmm. And so, that was the start of what we know now death stranding right right but then he released death stranding on november 8th of 2019 so 16 17 18 19 that's four years but for some reason that felt relatively short for that game to be like for me when i saw that that game was in production i'm like okay death stranding cool that's the title but then we got a release date and then it just came out for me that felt really quick and i don't know if it's because of how everything was placed and set up because we had that video of uh kojima just kind of like being partnered with sony whatnot right and having that announcement of like hey i'm making my own studio and whatnot that was 2015 but then maybe the the fact that okay we know that he's making his own studio by the time he gets everyone together, by the time he starts making like all the the assets that he needs, like that's gonna take a while. But for some reason, I don't know if if it's, if it's the same for you, but it felt really really short when Death Stranding came out in 2019. Yeah, I expected it to be a very long time. Like he has to get everything together, but he was just like, no, we're ready to go. So um, I think the sweet spot is, um, I would say, two years max. I think that's the absolute maximum you should say you're going to do something. And, but you have to be a pretty big title to, to, to be able to do that. Um, and then show, show some type of like gameplay or cutscene like he kind of did and stuff like that, like to get people interested from, you know, what I said earlier. Um, and it's funny cause, and this is how, you know, the movie industry and the video game industry are still not 
quite there yet, right? Where movies can get announced six years late. Like, they're like, hey, this Marvel movie is coming out in 2029. Right. <laughs> and you're like, great, can't wait. No one bats an eye about you that. You forget about right? it. No, yeah. one, no one gives a shit, right? It's like, all right, that's fine. But like, if a studio says, hey, this game is coming out in 2029, you're like, why the fuck are you announcing this now? <laughs> like, why are you telling us this? Like, wait till six months, like how I just said, right? And so it's weird that that is the culture, right? In video game industry, as opposed to like the uh, movie industry where you can announce something for the movie years down the line. Or it's funny, it's like the movie comes out the, today and then the next day they're like, guess what? The next game, the next movie is coming out in, you know, 2026. And you're like, damn, like, you guys move quick, like holy shit. Yeah. Um. So it's just weird how things are announced in the movie industry as opposed to like the gaming industry, you know? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely see that. It's a good point that we just don't better eye when it comes to video game or to movies, but with video games, we are like super strict about it. Like it needs to come out this day. Um, another good game, another game that I feel like recently has kind of done this has been um, Hellblade Two. Mm. I feel like we've been waiting so long for that game. And Xbox is like, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. It's just like, bro, when is it coming? When is it coming out? Like, you keep saying it's going to come out. It doesn't come out. So um, that's a little one I'm kind of like annoyed with, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. I just hope Xbox, and I think Xbox is pretty good about this, minus Bethesda, but they're kind of like separate, right? Um, I hope they don't do it for Gears of War 6. I hope like when they announce Gears of War 6, it's like, here's the gameplay. Boom, we're going right in. It's I'm coming hoping. out like next fall. Yeah, I just for me, going back to Sony, I feel like they learned a lot from doing just that back again. 2015, I think, was like their big um, changing point where they had The Last Guardian. That game was announced and delayed multiple times. Exactly. And it and just, just felt like just it never hype. was coming it loses out. It. Yeah. You also had Kingdom Hearts 3 felt like a, a, a decade that that game like never came out. Right. Yep. And then Final Fantasy VII, we just had so much hype for that game, and it just felt like it was taking forever. Because I, if you remember correctly, there was a tech demo for yeah, Final Fantasy like, VII back in like 2008 or something, right? Well, like, I mean, they, that wasn't like, that was a tech was a, demo. They, they didn't sure. say it was a game in development, but you expected like, well, it would be really cool if it was a game, though. Yeah. Right, but they hinted at like, this is what could happen, right? And obviously it did. So Sony learned a lot when it came to like, hey, let's not, announce titles so early on and let's just focus on making these titles great and then when we're ready or when the studio's ready let's have them announce it when it's closer to the day and i think they've been hitting those marks pretty well insomniac a great example right insomniac sticks to their date and i don't think since the release of the ps5 i don't think they've missed yet i, I think they've announced their titles ratchet and clank spider-man miles morales and they hit those marks each time. So whatever they're doing, they're on crack. Whatever they're doing, keep doing it. Um, I think, too, which is nice is with the removal of E3, I know we have Summer Games Fest and stuff like that, and we have the Game Awards, but without there being like this type of showing where like we need to have this these titles to be announced by this date like we need yeah. something so like give us something we don't care if it's not ready yet we need to show something like so i feel like there's not that 
um, pressure, pressure to do that. Right. Exactly. Whereas now we're just like, we have our own showcases. So we'll just announce what we want to. And like, when you, if there's a place in showcase, it's a big deal because we're going to show you some good stuff. So I That's think a great with, point. with, 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 with ether being gone, cause this was revealed at E3, I think, right. Uh, Elder Scrolls six, I think it was E3. Uh, I want to, sure. was it E3 or was it game, uh, the game awards? I want to say it was E3. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Anyways, but uh, yeah, I just think without with those being gone, we can now game, you know, developers can take their time and studios can take their time with like announcing it. So um, just like I said, take your time, guys. No rush to, to release these, announce a game that's like not even ready yet. Like just we can wait. There's there's a lot of games to play. There's a <laughs> there's a lot of games to play. Like there's no shortage of video games. Um, anything else, Kel, before we head out? Uh, no, man, I think great discussion, by the way, that was a great point that you made as far as like the companies now have their own time to really build and craft good quality trailers and right. at their own pace. So that way they're not in that pressure of, oh, my God, E3 is around the corner. You know, Microsoft, you know, Nintendo are going to hit hard. We need to make something better or vice versa. You know, Sony, you know, Microsoft are going to hit hard. We need to get something good. Whatever you guys have, I need this by this date. We need to release it. Right. So, yeah, it kind of brings that pressure down. So um, that was a great point. Um, yeah. So I think overall, do we need to have video games announced four or five years ahead of its release date? No. Right. I think six months for me, perfect di- timing. But obviously, that's not that's best case scenario. Two years is perfect. Two years. You know that this game is coming. You can kind of hype things up for a certain amount of time and then strategically release trailers throughout the years and make this game like you know something that people want to see and so yeah two years for me what might be like the the cutoff limit sure and also side point guys please stop releasing yearly titles i'm looking at you pokemon Mm. call of duty assassin's creed please stop well assassin's creed is a little different right now because they're like reverting back to they're doing they're changing it up quite a bit but anyways pokemon call of duty stop just stop just take a pause just take a breather for a little bit and then come back to us but yeah also Um, if you're trying to um show off your game right a trailer don't make a cgi trailer show us gameplay yeah we're we're done with that it's 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 2023 like we're done we're done with the cgi trailers we got we need gameplay now at this point so Mm -hmm. guys thank you so much for joining us in that discussion um we're the game do a podcast two best friends hanging out talking about video games and we love it um kelvin anything else we heard out i'm good man check out for that store um still working on some some things but uh new store update is going to be coming out soon so check that out we really appreciate if you guys you know check out the merch maybe help us out a little bit that'd be super appreciative and yeah rate us on spotify apple you know the deal exactly um kelvin will be gone next week for next week's episode um like i said i might be going solo might have a guest i'll let you guys know we'll let you, we'll definitely let you know and it's gonna be good regardless so uh we'll catch you guys later and thanks for tuning in